Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello, my friends. Good morning. Happy day to you wherever you are in the world, whatever day it is where you are. I just did a little voice practice right before this, and I've never done that before, or maybe I have, but I've been doing this for a year and a half now, so who knows what the fuck I've done since day one. But I haven't done it in a long time if I have done it. I haven't done it here since Joey and I have lived together in this um, podcast studio. And let me just tell you how fun it was. I actually saw uh, one of the girls that is the host of the Almost 30 podcast, which was a really big um, motivator for me to start this podcast, was listening to that podcast, Um, Lindsay Simsick. She is like this kind of ex-actress and like ex a spin instructor so she's just like got a lot of crazy acting energy I think and a lot of um you know front and center energy and she posted something on Instagram the other day of like do something a five-year-old would do and it was a video of her like spinning in a spinny chair uh and I just thought of it as I was doing my ow now brown cows and I gotta tell you it really hyped me up so do something a five-year-old would do today. Do something to hype you up today. If that means like jumping and doing jumping jacks or standing really big and making a power stance or smiling really big, um, whatever it is that is going to work for you. Um, and maybe you have to try different things to find what it is that works for you. Um, but it brings a new energy uh, that maybe you wouldn't have had today. So I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things today. First, I wanted to update you on the 100 days of practice challenge. I am 12 days in and what I've been doing for the 100 days of practice is 20 minute minimum, a 20 minute minimum of practicing on my steno machine. And I encourage you and I implore you to join me on this challenge, Um, even if you do a 50 day challenge or 20 day challenge. The point is kind of that you don't have to start something on January 1st. You don't have to start something on Monday. I started this on, I actually had this idea late on a Friday night, like trying to fall asleep. Um, And so I started this on a Saturday and I was gonna see my friends on that Saturday. And you know, I had, so I had plans that Saturday and I, woke up early and I was like, I'm going to fucking start this because I want to do it. And I have been doing it for 12 days. I'm 12 days in. And I mentioned this in the last episode, but the way that steno school works is a little bit confusing. So I won't go into the details of it, but I have been trying to pass the same four tests for, I don't even know how many months and I passed them all in the 12 days that I've been doing this challenge. So that's like, that's so huge. And of course I am certain that I had been making progress during those four months, but it it wasn't sticking or it wasn't clicking or whatever. But 
you kind of never know when you're going to see the progress, when you're putting effort into something. Sometimes it takes a couple days. Sometimes it takes a couple weeks. Sometimes it takes a couple months, but you can't stop just because you're not seeing the progress as quickly as you want. So that's why I have decided to dedicate 100 days to this practice challenge, 100 days of practice challenge. Um, so again, I invite you to join me if you feel so inclined um, because it, it is just so worth it. Imagine if the whole world did 100 days of something positive for themselves, how they would show up differently. Seriously, consider that. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about, uh, I have finally begun going to therapy again. It's teletherapy, um, and it's been a couple of years now since I've been in, in talk therapy. And of course, I mention all the time, I really do use this podcast as kind of a talk therapy, both in solo episodes and also when I have guests on, um, especially like some of the brilliant women I've had on here. I've had grief counselors, uh, sexuality counselor. I've talked to um, relationship coaches. I've talked to um, intuitive eating coaches, um, exercise coaches. I've talked to so many different brilliant men and women who really are able to share so many insights and it really has me walking away from recording an episode in such a different mindset in such a different state of mind and that's why it's so important to you know monitor what you take in monitor and and control to a degree you know what what kind of content you're taking in and what kind of stuff you're listening to and gary v talks about it all the time i don't really follow him much anymore, but like what you put in your ears, what's in your earplugs, what's in your earbuds is like what you are, you know, we're the combination of the five people that we hang out with the most. So what are you listening to? What are you watching? Um, and I just wanted to share with you guys that, you know, going back to therapy has been enormous for me. It's only been a couple of weeks. I think I just had like my third session. Um, and I just feel so much freer and I feel like I am really much more connected with my emotions and I'm able to show up better, um, and more myself. So I just wanted to share that with you because I know that a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around talk therapy. Um, there is still a negative stigma to it, uh, but I've been a proponent of it for a long, long time. I don't think I've spoken outwardly about it, um, you know, through most of my 20s, but I've I've gone to therapy since, you know, on and off mostly, mostly off. Um, but every few years I go back since I was like 20. Um, and it really has always done a number on me, um, on managing my own emotions. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about today, I mentioned on my Instagram on Monday this week, but it came to me in a meditation about pouring love into our most darkest places, pouring love on thick when we need it the most, where we need it the most. When a child is tantruming, I've worked with kids for a long time, um, over 10 years now, and when a child is having a tantrum, when you yell at them, it only makes the situation worse. And we do the same thing with ourselves and we expect for there to be a different outcome. When we're having a really hard time, 
uh, so often we think that we need to like be harder on ourselves or really dig in further on our work or on our efforts or on our exercise or whatever. And sometimes, often, we just need to pour some love and some kindness and some grace onto what we're doing because it's really hard to just adult. It's really hard to just exist in this human existence. You know, we're going through constant existential crises. We're still amidst a global pandemic. Life is hard. Life is weird. Sometimes we just need to pour the kindness and the love on thick. So the specifics of the meditation that came to me, it was on the insight timer and it was, um, a speaker who I love, Sarah Blondin. It's about a nine minute meditation and it's called practicing gentle kindness towards ourself. And she just talks about how when we are in our most darkest places, we try to restrict and constrict and hold on really tight to try to control the outcome. And so often what happens when we try to control the outcome because we have no way of knowing the future, right? So if there were an outcome that we wouldn't like to happen, we think that if we hold on so tight, that outcome won't happen. But so often when we hold on so tightly, exactly what we don't want to happen, happens. Um, Joey and I were in uh, Vegas over the summer. We got engaged um, nearby and we were uh, driving through the kind of canyons outside of Vegas. There's these deserts um, and these like, you know, these red rocky canyons and it's so beautiful but we were very hungover and it was very scary. So the kind of the mantra of that, of that trip, anytime we were driving and the rental, we were, we were saying, look to where you're headed, not where you're trying to avoid. And it was the very literal meaning of it. When you're driving, look to where you're headed, not where you're trying to avoid, because obviously you don't want to drive, you know, on the wrong side of the double solid lines. You don't want to drive over a cliff. You don't want to drive into another car. You don't want to drive on the shoulder. But it's true for life too. Look to where you're headed, not where you're trying to avoid. When we look at what we're trying to avoid, when we are afraid, when we're living in fear and in scarcity, when we're living in this, this place of darkness and angry at ourselves and, and focused on all of the negative and focused on all of the things that we're trying to change, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to just grow into that place and to just move naturally into that, you know, area of life, of joy, of love. Um, so this is your reminder to kind of release control and if you're feeling in a certain area of your life or your relationship or work or whatever it is that things aren't going as best they could to release control and to pour some love on there, you know, to remind yourself that you are totally worth it. You are totally worthy. You're deserving of a loving and joyful experience. You know, we only get one life and you deserve for it to be a good one. My final message for you today 
is that there is no one size fits all. And this message keeps coming back to me over and over and over again recently. Um, and I think it's kind of a result of like the lessons that we learned, or at least that I experienced in 2020, because I feel like there was, there were so many people telling us what to do and what not to do. And I just really deeply inherently from the bottom of my body believe that there is not ever one size fits all answer to everything. I think, you know, in a few specific instances, it's true that, you know, this is the one prescribed way of doing things and and this is how it should be. But I think that for the majority of situations and for all of us, you have to figure out what works for you. So if what works for you is talk therapy, do that. If what works for you is working out, do that. If what works for you is reading or meditating or yoga or spending time with friends or FaceTiming friends or being on the phone with friends, if that works for you, do that. But I encourage you to try different things this week, this month, this year. Try different things, things that maybe didn't work for you in the past or maybe you didn't, you know, you didn't give it enough of a try. Joey always says that I make decisions with too little data. (laughs) And Brene Brown talks about that quite a bit actually about how happier people make decisions with enough data, you know, because if you think, if somebody, if somebody tells you, you know, there was an incident on the third floor and I think they're going to fire the whole department. Somebody at work tells you this and you just start freaking the fuck out. Like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. And you text your husband and you're like, I'm going to lose my job. How are we going to send the kids to college? You know, whatever it is, whatever your situation is, but what you should do, what you got to do, what a happier person would do would be to say, Oh, I can't believe that happened. Where did you hear that? Or do you know if there's someone else that we could ask about that? Do you know if we could get some more information? The point is to get more information, right? So don't make a choice with too little data. So if you've tried meditating in the past and it didn't work for you, maybe you didn't give it enough of a try. Um, So yeah, I will leave you with that. Give it a try. There's no one size fits all. Just because something works for someone else doesn't mean it will work for you. Just because something hasn't worked for you in the past, you know, we change. We change a lot throughout our lives. So give yourself another chance. Give it another try. I love you. I love you. Reminders of the day. Consistency. Consistency. Join me on the 100 Days of Practice Challenge. Let me know on Instagram that you're joining me pour love into where we need it the most. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. We all need a little bit of love. And there is no one prescribed way to do everything in your life. You got to figure it out little by little. You're not going to figure it out today or tomorrow. We've got our whole lives ahead of us. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I am so eternally grateful for you and have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. 
If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.